Ghost Train. Tickets, please. Take your seat and enjoy the ride all aboard. Welcome to the Ghost Train. This is the podcast where we get into the freaky and creepy world of the paranormal. I'm your host with the most, Drew Broda. This is part two of my chat with Monica of Colorado Paranormal Seekers. The creepy continued as Monica shared two more stories with us. First up, she was investigating an old Victorian home. Now, places with tons of history are usually the perfect spot for spirits to reside, and this location was no different. What Monica found was totally terrifying. Next, Monica and her team investigated an old summer camp. Now, what happened will have you rethinking your opinion of camp. This was no fun in the sun or making arts and crafts. This was more ghosts in the dark making you crap your pants. I don't want to spoil anything, so here we go. Next stop, part two of I'm Not a Medium. All aboard! So let's move on to story number two. The creepy old home. A lot of stuff going on in this house, and you'd start in the basement with some sort of dark shadow man down there. Right. So go ahead. Bring us through that investigation. Okay. The investigation was in this old Victorian home. It had three levels. Narrow, narrow stairs going up. That was horrible. Narrow stairs going down. You have to hold the wall as you walk down. So I go through the investigation, and normally what I do is I go through the whole building, just kind of get my senses to what I feel aware, and then start at the room that has the most energy coming from that place. It was the basement. The basement had the biggest, ugliest, dark shadow, not even human shadow, just blobby thing down there. It was bad, and it had a little girl down there. A little girl was just stuck down there with this energy. (laughs) Yeah, I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps here. It was so bad, this dark energy. When I did my first walkthrough, it lunged at me because it wanted to keep me there. It just lunged at me and I had to step back and say, no, I will deal with you in a minute. And that's when I went back down to deal with it. Sometimes in where we reside, right? Where we have our home and we put our guards down and this is where we reside. My energy stays here. If there's bad friction happening in the house, a lot of arguing, a lot of F you, a lot of slamming the door shut, and I hate this person. And what you can do is attract these entities to this location because the energy that you're causing when you're in that moment is so huge that it's like a lighthouse to Oh my God. Right. Right, so that's what attracted this black, huge blob into that basement. The owner actually lived in that basement, and he would also tell me when I was there how many times he was being attacked at nighttime because of this black blob thing. Oh my God, you're giving me... Because I was telling you earlier how I was going through sleep paralysis when I was younger. Oh, That's a whole other story, but I think that that's... My home had attracted a lot of negative energy and spirits and it was pretty crazy growing up with that and they know once you have shown them that fear or that acknowledgement of holy shit i think i see this it's for them it's strap yourself in strap yourself in you're in for it now what i would do is try and stand up to it and tell it to get out and leave and that's how i feel like i was able to kind of start to rid myself of it it would get me out of the situation short term but it wouldn't solve the problem right it'll come back tomorrow but maybe we'll there try exactly it would go recharge and kind of get its strength up even more 
and wait for my guard to be down, right? Because I'm thinking, oh, I got rid of this thing, it's gone, and then boom, it's right back. No, and growing up, uh, so I'm Hispanic. Growing up, we would have so many wise tales. Like my mother, who, again, generational thing, she would, as a little girl, I remember her saying to me, if you see the black shadows in the corners of your eyes, you tell it to leave you the fuck alone and to fuck off. And I would always be like, I'm a little girl in my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would always say, like, what? She's like, just make sure you stand your ground and tell it to fuck off to be bigger than life, right? Right. And so curse yeah. words is what gets attention, right? Yeah. So she would always tell me to say that, always. And I didn't understand why. And again, being a little girl, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wise words. Wise words from mother. <laughs> little did I know. <laughs> oh, wow. But yeah, that. That big black mass was in that house, and it was keeping the little girl down there. It was literally keeping her there, not allowing her to go or move or anything. She was really scared of it. Oh, I'm scared, and I didn't even see it, and I wasn't in the house. It, I can't imagine yeah. what little girl's going through, being tormented by this entity of some kind. Right, and not being able to move. Now, I tried to pass her over when I was there. Um, and anytime I try to do that, I always make sure I get owner's permission because it's his house. He owns it. Unless I have the power from who lives there, will I do that? But I, yeah, that little girl needed to move on. That she could not be there anymore. So that was the basic. Can can I just say something? Was it a little girl? See, that's the form that she gave me. And that's the scary part sometimes. Because sometimes it's not always little yeah. girl. And now I'm getting even more chills because I'm starting to think it could have been this demonic spirit was trying to get you out of there and you weren't leaving. And then it was like, well, I'll show myself as this Thing. girl yeah. and yeah. draw you in more. And then it'll kind of be able, it'll have almost like an attachment to you maybe. Right. That's a whole different story. <laughs> I know. I mean, just, it just came to me and I'm like, holy shit, you're doing this on the fly, on the go, and you're trying to do the right things, but this thing could be messing with you. Exactly. And in when I did leave, I did tell one of the investigators, I don't think she's gone. I don't think she's gone. I will have to come back to see how it feels coming back like a second time. And then the lead investigator during that time, she, I don't know if she reached out to the owners. I want to say she did, but they didn't welcome us to come back again. Wow. Right, which is even more creepier. No kidding. Some people, some people don't want them gone. Some people find comfort in what, what they have, which I don't think is healthy for your body. But No, it can't be. But maybe they're just being drained emotionally and, and then... They get, they're used to that. It's almost like a form of depression, right? Right. It is like a form of depression, which yeah. some bad entities want. That's what they need from you. I think, yeah, that's what they feed off of, right? Mm -hmm. So you're in the basement. You're trying to deal with the shadow man and the little girl. And then what happened? And then I moved my way up to the ground floor, so the middle floor. Mm -hmm. In the room, I went in there. And when I go in, I start trying to talk to the spirit and seeing how much the spirit will allow me to have information-wise. Sometimes I get a little prodigy with them, and sometimes they're fine to let me know, sometimes not so much. 
But this lady had sat at the edge of her bed almost daily. She would look out the window all the time and I got an image of what she looked like. The way she presented herself to me was much younger than the way she was on the edge of the bed. And when the owner came in, I said, okay, this is what this lady looks like. She sits here, she does this. She looks like this. Do you know her? And I think maybe it's your mother. And he goes, yeah, my mother just passed two months prior from you being. Oh, God. And uh, I said, well, she has braids that go down and braids kind of stop midway up her chest. She's about this age. And the owner's daughter came in with a picture that looked like what I had just described. It was the younger person, the younger herself. Wow. Uh, and so it was really bad. It was really, it, it's at that point. It's got to be an emotional thing for the owner and his whole family. So it is. It, it's, yeah. it really much is. And I just reassure them mother's still here. Someone cooks in the kitchen, but you know, mom would come behind you and say, Don't do this, or you put too much salt, and you don't know how to cook. <laughs> and it was really funny because the daughter said, Yeah, that's how my dad, dad being owner of the house, that's mm -hmm. what he does, and that's what she used to do. Um, um, so it, it's a little comfort for them it, to know that. Sure. But it is a little, it's a little hard when they had just lost someone. Yeah, very, very tough situation to deal with, right? Right. That's the gamble of one being someone that's sensitive to energy and walking in to do these investigations. And it's not like you're, you're meaning to cause that or stir that up. You're just saying, this is what I'm feeling and this is what I'm seeing. And it just so happened that that's what it was, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so after that level, because there was only one bedroom in there, I went upstairs into the first bedroom, which had a lot of energy, and I could feel that energy right away. I went into the bedroom and started to pace back and forth in this bedroom, just back and forth pacing. The owner's daughter came, sat down in the bed. I'm still pacing. When the owner came walking into the room, and I said, this person as a relative to you. I said, my legs hurt really bad. It feels like my muscles are just tearing inside. It hurts really bad. I and said, you I, feel this pain? Like you, you're I feeling I physically feel the pain. I was I, you oh. know, brushed up on my legs. They were hurting, but I was pacing. The lead investigator at that time said, so what happened? I said, it was an overdose. I looked at the owner's owner and I looked at him and I said this is your brother and he goes yeah it's my brother he overdosed and he overdosed where you're pacing exactly where you're standing at is where he passed away oh my god right and I think that manic pacing was just him having been on drugs I'm getting the chills again and I just I feel like that is almost a form of I don't want to say possession, but a way it's almost like channeling into what he was going through and you're acting it out like a reenactment of what happened. Exactly. Like he's, he's showing them, this is what I was feeling or showing you, I should say what I was feeling. And this is what I was doing at the time. Right. It's, I think a validation of who it was and then having his brother in the room and then validating of 
yeah, that is my brother. That's how he was, and that's what he did. And so you you are in contact with my brother. Oh my god. That one was really really hard because it just started just taking over me. The pacing back and forth, the way I felt in my legs, the emotion that I was kind of going through, it just was overwhelming. Not not mine anymore. And yeah, it's just his. Wow, that's incredible. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't imagine. Uh, but then, you know, going in through the rest of the house, through the hallway between the two rooms upstairs, I kept on saying to the owner, there's a closet within the closet. There's a closet within the closet. And he looked at me and he said, yeah, there's there's a secret closet in this closet. Huh. I said, there's stuff in here that are, no one's supposed to see this. Here's the whole thing with that is, how the hell would you know that? For a skeptic to say anything, it's like, how the hell would you know that there, I don't know if it's like a trap kind of door in the closet or just like, how would you even know that there's anything like that in this home? I didn't, the investigator, the lead investigator of that group during that time, she just looked and said, how the hell do you know that there's one there? And I said, I don't. It's just, this is what Spirit's telling me. I can't, I can only explain some of the stuff that's coming out of my mouth. I'm just saying it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, he had stuff that was hidden in that closet that, like his drugs that he had and some adult books that he had. <laughs> but his brother said that he would always hide it in there. Oh, and then he opened the closet and you go into the closet on the right there was another small screen door that you had to push in and then that was a closet in there but just a small little closet like a little cubby kind of thing right right nothing to put in but after having gone through the closet we went into the last bedroom and in the last bedroom i just I don't, I don't know how to explain it sometimes. I just am drawn to an area. I go to that area. I stand. And then that's when all the information is like kind of downloaded like a computer into my head. Energy talks to me. And it's not so much words sometimes more than just knowing, knowing this is happening. So I got that overwhelming feeling that I had gotten shot right behind my ear on my right side and I got shot like a big boom in the back of my head. The owner, thank goodness the owner was there that it's been there for so many generations. So he got to hear all the stories in the history of the house confirmed that someone did commit suicide in the area where I was standing. Same room as the brother, or is this a different room? Different room. So it's across the hallway. Across the hallway. Oh, my God. The fact that there was two suicides in one... No, sorry. One was an overdose, not a suicide. Yeah. Um, and then a gunshot. That's crazy. For me, I think that that connects to what's in the basement. Oh, yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. When you have darkness in the house... You don't want it because it yeah. will start just planting little seeds everywhere. I mean, spirits of darkness have they have all day to figure out what they're wanting to do and what they want from you. And they must really get to know you. Right. Yeah. They know, they know, every, know everything yeah. about you. There's no secrets. They're watching you in every moment that you're in your comfortable zone. 
Like you think you're you're safe, you think you're at home, but this entity's watching you. It's watching. It has all day, right? Yeah. Dude, it has all day to just know who you are, what your habits are, what your thoughts are. Oh now, plant little seeds all day, so that way they can just get what they need from you and that's that energy that sometimes they just want to consume you in the afterlife are they consuming that person are they keeping them hostage in the house but that part of it i don't know i don't try to know that much <laughs> wow. wow now were you feeling like a residual energy then or did you see the brother and this person that had committed suicide did you see them or were you just seeing what had happened at that point, on that investigation, I had seen what had happened downstairs where grandmother had just Saw passed. Yeah. yeah, I actually seen her. I was asking her what she was doing on the edge of the bed, looking outside, and she kept on telling me, this is how I get my news. So she used to watch the neighbors. She was the first house of the neighborhood. So she mm. would watch her neighbors and just kind of get the scoop of the neighbors. And she would tell me that was her news. Huh. That's her version of like Instagram and Facebook then. Right. Right. <laughs> Looking out and the window. Watching. Yeah. So that's, she kept on telling me that and that she would go into the kitchen and do, you know, watch them cook and still there watching them cooking. And she was still very much a part of the house. The mm. upstairs where the suicide and the overdose was, I watched what had happened, what had caused their end. Right. So I more was with, well, I want to say a witness, but not so much the brother that overdosed. I was very much feeling everything. Yeah. Yeah. A takeover of your body. He right. wanted to show you this. He wanted you to feel that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's the worst thing is, I'm reading um, energy or a house, I get very fidgety. I already automatically get really fidgety with my hands. I'll tap. I'll do something because all the energy that I'm starting to read is like an overdose on my body. Mm -hmm. so, so I already normally already get fidgety, <laughs> let alone someone else trying to fidget my body. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's creepy. Is that all of what happened in, in the second story? How did it end? Yeah. Did you just kind of like leave and say your goodbyes to the family? We asked them, if you know, do you want us to get rid of the little girl? Do you want us to have her pass over? Do you want us to come back to help get rid of the dark mass? It was, please help the girl. And even when we were saying, can we help the girl? He was very reluctant to help the girl. Um, did he have any idea of who the girl was? Mm -mm, he did not. He said that he had seen her. Really? Mm -hmm. He had physically seen her, but oh. his bedroom was downstairs. So he had also seen the dark mass. Oh my God. And is that why you were called to the house? That You know what? I think so, because I was not going to go into that investigation. I had already had plans for the night. So after I was done with what I was initially doing and asking them if they were still there, do they want me to come down? They said, it's totally up to you. I went down to that house. So it was an hour drive, actually, to get to the house. And when I got there is when they were taking that break in their investigation. So I was able to go in there 
meditate real fast, get my bearings, and then leave the house. So wow. I felt like maybe I was supposed to be there because it was really late even. It was like 11 o'clock at night when I called them. I thought for sure they might be done or if it's a dud. So no, I went out there. So I got there around 12, went through the house, tried to pass the girl, but I didn't really feel like the girl had passed. I, I told an investigator, I don't think she's gone. I think she's still there, but mm -hmm. you can only, and when I was doing it, there was two or three of us down there trying mm -hmm. to pray and sage and the works. I kept on hearing things move behind me where I did the dark mass for that. I kept on hearing things shift around in that basement. Jeez. I even had an investigator look at me and say, did you hear that? And I was yeah. like, I heard it. It was right behind us. Oh my God. That's so, so creepy. I have no words for that. I was going to say, like, how do you get someone to pass? How do you get a spirit to pass to the other side? So it just involves a lot of praying and sage. Like, what else are you doing? Just praying, constantly praying and allowing them, telling them it's okay and that they didn't need to stay any longer. And there's people on the other side, I'm sure, waiting for you and go with them and that you don't want to be stuck back down in this basement and we're saging at the same time sometimes I bring holy water and I just try to in God's name I'm religious it's you can only do so much in my capability to right. try to pass a spirit at that point if it's just too much for me then I do advise let's go to the church let's get a priest out here let's bless your house and right. that's the steps that I would take but once you leave like that night and I still feel like I'm needing to be obligated downstairs, then I know that there's still something off. Oh. And we asked them, could we come back? And he said, yeah, shoot me a message to our lead investigator at that time and we'll come back, no problems. And he never fell through. So the owner mm -hmm. just never was just wishy-washy the whole entire time. Didn't, wow. didn't seem like he wanted us back. Wow, geez. Like, that's maybe you rattled him a bit with his mother and his brother, and that's why he didn't want you to come back. I maybe get that, but still to have this for him to have seen the black mass and he also saw the, the young girl, you'd think, I want this out of my house. I wouldn't want to be living with that stuff. I'd be okay, get these folks back in here and let's sage this, this sucker down. Let's get this, let's get this going. I what? guess, yeah. To each their own, right? It's not, he, he doesn't feel like he wants it gone. Okay, it's your home. You're, you're able to live with that. Go for it. Not me. I'd be getting it the hell out of there or moving out as long as it's not going to follow me wherever I go. That's awesome story. I really, really like that. That was really entertaining for me. I'm terrified now. You do have one more story you wanted to tell, do you not? Up in Green Mountain Falls, it was an investigation that I did two weeks ago. Front Range Paranormal Research Society asked me <laughs> last minute, hey, Monica, can you help me out in the investigation? So we went up there. It's about a three-hour drive from where we're located at. So wow. 
we get into the mountain area, we're there. This is a huge piece of land. There's about 10 different buildings. And one of the buildings is even a school for misbehaved youth. That one, that one actually is not as busy in, in spirits than I thought. I mean, there's a lot there. But not a lot that caught my attention. The house that they reside in, that one caught a lot of my attention. That house had reports of children sitting on like landings where they had sitting areas for weeding and nooks and crannies. They had reported seeing a little boy there. Uh, the father had reported seeing uh, children running in their walkway between rooms. When I did my walkthrough, I felt a whole bunch. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> bet. In the, in the walkthrough, I felt someone was in a room upstairs and something downstairs. So when we started our investigation, it was Jocelyn, Daniel, and myself, two other investigators I go with. We just started a little recording, a little K2 reading, just very innocent stuff. <laughs> Video um, recording or? Um, voice recording. Okay. Uh-huh. And just actually, I had my phone. I was doing a lot of recording on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, so it was something we've never tried. I decided, why not? It's, it's the easiest thing. It was last minute. Let's just, what we have, let's go. Mm -hmm. Sorry, um, go on. No, you're fine. Uh, so when we were doing our K2, it was lighting up a little bit. And it is hard when a K2 goes off. You know, you get your readings, and then all of a sudden you'll get blimps and nothing and blimps. But we were getting some reading. And then out of nowhere, there was something that fell in the kitchen. And oh. we were all blacked out. We couldn't see. But you definitely heard a splat on the kitchen floor. Mm. When you take the flashlight and you go looking to see what fell, there was nothing. There was nothing on the ground. Really? Yeah, really. Holy jeez. <laughs> it scared us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to just chuck that one up for okay is what we took it as. We're going up another landing, so they had different floors. First floor, landing floor, and then where the bedrooms were at. So we're going up the landing to where the bedrooms were at, and there was a big, long walkway. It was like looking at a wall and then having doors that went to different places. This used to be a camp for the youth, so some of the camp members, the admins, used to live in these areas. So if you could think about a summer camp and mm -hmm. how... Some of the bunker or not bunkers but the cabins look like that's yep. what this looks like oh um, creepy already <laughs> <laughs> right up in the mountains of nowhere yeah. <laughs> so we're going up the landing and the k2 is going off and we're trying to debunk it all over and we're starting to take video of that and i could hear some shifting going on outside and it was windy off and on but we could hear the front of the house like noises happening mm. so we're just taking aware and we're taking notes of that. So we're trying to debunk the K2 and I have it on video and we're trying to talk through it and we could hear the front door starting to make noise. And then the next thing you know, this still front door swings wide open, just knocking out everything that was like, it just boof. Holy oh. crap. Holy crap, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you check your pants after or what? I, I 
did in the video, I nervously asked one of my members if they would like to go shut the door because I'm shitting my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Holy, holy moly. Yeah. That's no, crazy. So door open. We're trying to like push on it. We're trying to see how much you need to twist the knob for it to open. And this is a big, heavy door. This is a still door. It's a big yeah. house still door. And you can kind of see some figures outside in the video. My daughter-in-law says, wait, can you see that? And I said, well, I think it's a flag. Maybe they have a flag outside waving. Maybe it's a flag. She walks to the door and she says, yes, they have a flag. But on the opposite window, she's seeing movement there where there's no flag. Oh, my. Class, they, it cannot cast that far over right so we're okay okay we're a little scared something's going on here yeah here yeah. we go get get yeah. ready exactly so we did another investigation downstairs k is going crazy again she's trying to debunk it again and i say in the video wait i can feel something touching my hair and she looks over at me and she says right here i have short hair yeah so she's right here where's the bottom parts of my hair and i said yes she goes i just seen it move no no joke and See? It... oh my god getting your hair pulled door slamming you're seeing figures running around outside that's nuts and we're in the mountains that's so <laughs> thing, like three hours in the middle of nowhere holy moly so what are you all thinking me personally i wanted just to go <laughs> it's one thing to talk to them right that i get to just in my head see them but it's yeah, another but when you physically see things happening it's a whole new ball game there it's yeah. we went on with our investigation there was videos in there so they had night vision night owl videos but that was the other investigating team that was doing that and since it was only two weeks ago i don't know if they got to go through all of their footage yet oh um, hold on. this is so fresh that's crazy this is an awesome so story fresh. the bad thing about the door though is that the last video was in front of the door so you couldn't see the door opening because there was no camera visually going towards the door but the camera was right in front of the door so if they have audio they'll hear the big slamming door open but upstairs in one of the bedrooms was the worst bedroom. That's where I kept on seeing an entity. Just It was a man standing at the front of the door like, don't come into this room is the vibe that I got as, as a sensitive that um, this is my room. And so we um, did a two in there. The bad thing about... Getting them again. <laughs> <laughs> the chills. Yeah, because he was a... Uh, like he looked like Peter Pan a little bit, just standing there like, don't come through my door. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did a lot of K2 work in there. We didn't have a lot of signal for like the ghost box to, so we can have a communication talk out loud uh, because we're in the mountains. We don't get a lot of radio mm -hmm. out there. So no ghost box, but we got a lot of K2 lighting up to yes and no answers. Oh, okay. So one beep for no, two beeps for yes. And what we did get was a little girl that was playing with 
the cage you meet or thinking it was you know a fun game mm -hmm. um, so we did a lot of answering from from the little girl we did ask if there was someone in the room and it, it beeps up right for yes I kept on getting an image of someone hiding in the closet and kept on asking if there's someone in the closet and it kept on beeping yes in the closet God. So eerie and creepy. Mm -hmm. it, that was a really fun investigation. We ended up being in the facility until about six in the morning because it was so oh. big. Cool. Really cool. That's a long investigation then. You must have been exhausted by the end. Exhausted. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh, wow. And so you're still going through that footage. I can't wait to, we'll have to chat a bit once you get a little bit more of the information about uh, all the video and things that you were able to capture. Right. Yeah, totally. We'll keep you in the loop. Awesome. Well, I got to go to bed now, but I don't know how the hell I'm going to do that after listening to those stories. Those were honestly really, really great stories. Some of them pretty terrifying. And I don't know how you do this on a regular basis. I really enjoyed our conversation. And thanks for taking the time to talk to me and tell us all about everything that, that you and your family do. Thank you. Yes, I think you have to have a passion for it. And I, I definitely Absolutely. have a passion. I think uh, you're definitely in the right profession. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, think, so. I think this is where I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> do you ever, last, last final question, do you ever have any problems sleeping? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's. A lot of, again, it's been passed down different generations of things to do. Um, so there's secrets. I don't I don't know if I share them or not. But um, there's things that I do have to do uh, to be able to go to sleep. Normally the first night back, no problems because I'm dead to the world, tired. Yeah. But I normally do get woken up every night at 3 o'clock like clockwork. I will get woken. God, so, so terrifying. At that point, you're like, oh, who is it now? <laughs> I yes, take a ah. number. <laughs> I'm tired. I have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> Monica, I loved it. Thanks so much for being on board the ghost train. Let's chat again soon. Most definitely. Most definitely. That wraps up part two of my interview with Monica of Colorado Paranormal Seekers. She was a treat to have on board the ghost train. We've kept in contact, and she said she'd love to be back on the show at a later date. So let me know if you enjoyed her stories and if you'd like to have her back on board in the future by tweeting at Ghost Train PC. Next week, I'm speaking with Robert of Front Range Paranormal Research Society. That's right, the same Robert that Monica spoke about in her stories. Robert actually had the stones to spend an entire weekend at the haunted Pink Cadillac Boutique as well as a crazy paranormal investigation of an oddity store where Robert and his team decided to use a Ouija board and ended up conjuring up something absolutely terrifying. All this next week on the Ghost Train, let's keep this train a-rolling by having everyone bring one more passenger on board. Share it with a friend or share it on your social media. Until the next train, good luck sleeping tonight.